Hey there, this is Hannah McGee, and welcome to the iHeart2C podcast. Join my husband, John, and me as we talk about all the happenings in our favorite place, Canyon County. We'll be highlighting businesses, organizations, and just plain old people that make this such a great place to live. If you're tired of all the negative on the news and social media and need some inspiration, you have come to the right place. Canyon County is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. It's a great place to live, and it's where we're raising our family. We're going to take a few minutes each week to talk about the place we call home, the good folks, and the great happenings going on in Caldwell, Nampa, and beyond. So join us here at the iHeart2C podcast. All right. Well, thanks again, all you listeners, for joining us again here at iHeart2C podcast. We are so excited to have a wonderful guest um, that is part of a great organization in Caldwell that we wanted to share with you. This is uh, Sabrina Minshall. Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're so glad to have you here. We wanted to share with our listeners more about you and a little bit about you and how you came to Destination Caldwell and then share with us kind of what does Destination Caldwell do and kind of how that how that um, organization is structured. Great. Thank you. So first of all, I have had the pleasure of being the CEO since January of this year. Um, we're actually, both my husband and I are native of this area. I went to Meridian High School. Um, before we came back about a year ago, we were living in Spokane for about three and a half years for a job um, and then had an opportunity to come back home. My husband is, works at the Sheriff's Department um, and we were just super excited to come back and be part of the community. So I start with that because I have had such a great opportunity for the last almost 11 months now to constantly be reminded of why I'm so glad that I get to do what I do because yeah. It's just an awesome community. It's, you know, people are really all moving in the same direction. And we're also, I think, as a community, both with our city and our nonprofits and our businesses, um, super innovative. You know, we don't do things the way other communities do because we think we're supposed to. Um, so that comes to your next question, which is just about Destination Caldwell. Um, Destination Caldwell is a nonprofit. It's a 501c3. Um, it also does a few things with that. So it's really, truly a partnership with the city. Mm -hmm. So we administer the business improvement district with downtown, which is through an ordinance of the city. So part of the funds that the businesses invest come to our nonprofit to administer both the plaza, but also do downtown revitalization. Part of that also in our bylaws is we are the managing partner to the city for Indian Creek Plaza. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people talk about Indian Creek Plaza, and I think we have to recognize that it that really is a unique relationship. Um, we are a managing partner, which means it's a city asset. It does belong to all of the residents of Caldwell, but to be able to program and do the things in that it is, it isn't a traditional city asset, it isn't a traditional city park. You know, there's a lot of work and effort and a lot of benefit that comes from the constant programming, things always happening at the plaza. Um, it also operates as a business access for a lot of businesses that are on the plaza. Um, and then in addition, even with the events, it requires to keep that facility premier. We power wash every day. We wow. have different furniture out there. We have the splash pad. So it's a really cool relationship. Um, the other two things that Destination Caldwell does, one of which I alluded to, is we really are the city's partner with um, all things downtown. How do we help the city recruit and retain businesses? How do we have festivals and events throughout downtown? How do we continue to improve that just experience of being downtown. 
So that kind of downtown revitalization in place. And then the third piece that's part of our work is really about what the Destination Caldwell brand is. So it's tied to both of those things. It's tied to what the plaza is. It's tied to what downtown is, but it's really about what makes downtown special. And for us, that is about our agricultural history, um, the importance of local, you know, our farm to fork initiatives. And so we do have a lot of tourism exercises and things that we do to really help bring people that are both in our area and around our area to know why we're special. So it's all three of those pillars um, in a really unique relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good explanation. So many people just think that destination Caldwell is Indian Creek Plaza, right? Mm -hmm. But you guys are doing so much more. And I think that's as exciting as the things that are happening on the plaza and as exciting as that's been over the last few years, I think there's even more potential excitement and buildup to what you're doing on the wine trail and the mm-hmm. ag venture trail. Can you, can you talk a little bit about those, those efforts yeah, and absolutely. What's going on there? And, and thanks for asking that. To be honest, I think we have to think about the fact that the plaza really was kind of our pivot project, right? Mm-hmm. Not only destination Caldwell, but even for the city, you have to start somewhere and you want to make sure you're doing it well. What I think we have to keep remembering, and I know we've had these conversations is we don't want to lose the fact of that that is one way we do our work but our work is actually bigger than that. The why statement, the why we all exist is because we wanna provide impactful projects that make Caldwell special and a place that people wanna live and create and recreate and do business. We get to do that through the plaza and the plaza helps us have revenue to do some of the other things. Mm -hmm. But like you mentioned, we're working with um, multiple different farming and agricultural uses to also introduce tourism. So people from other places and even from Caldwell ourselves can go out and experience those areas. Part of our brand is tied to farm to fork. So we are very um, intimately involved with and really have a sister organization of Sunny Slope Wine Trail. We have to cross promote that because we really consider downtown Caldwell as the trailhead to other things that happen outside our immediate community. So we've kind of claimed those ideas and said, what makes us special is when you come to downtown, you get to experience those values and we have to wrap it within everything we do. So. We have some um, itineraries through our ag tourism where you can go out and visit these farms. Um, we do promote and do a lot of social media work of just education of why land use policies are important mm-hmm. with agriculture. You know, those are the things that really set Caldwell apart. You know, we're not trying to be another community. We're trying to make sure we stay who we are too. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Um, so would you, um, I've had the honor of, of working with you a little bit about, um, with the Ag Venture Trail. Um, and so for new listeners that we have on here um, that are trying to figure out how can I get involved? How can I come and experience Caldwell in a more um, personal or greater way? What are some things that, um, you know, the Ag Venture Trail, Sunny Soap Wine Trail, wh- what are some things that Destination Caldwell offers for people to get involved um, in that, in, in our community? Yeah, great, great question. And like I said, you could probably help give some good mm-hmm. examples of things that you guys have experienced. Yeah. Um, on the Destination Caldwell website, which is just destinationcaldwell.com. We also have a website, indiancreekplaza.com, which is really more, again, all about plaza and those events. But on Destination Caldwell's website, there's some great tabs that say things to do. Mm-hmm. And it really is about how you can use, I like the trailhead idea, right? So you can start your concept in your downtown. You could come and have coffee or come and have dinner. And then you have the ability to go out and experience things that might be outside of the community. So on that website, you get information, contacts, example itineraries for things like 
how do you go pick your own produce at Cherry Hill? Mm -hmm. How do you go and see a true, you know, free range chicken farm? Um, How can you go out and say, I want to do a wine tasting and you know, the winemakers are going to explain to you how the grapes are grown and what's important about Sunny Slope. So all of those examples are out there. Some of my personal favorites, and I know yours as well, is there's some great flower farms around here. Mm-hmm. And there are even more yeah. where you could be able to say, here's a festival that might be happening at a flower farm or a you pick flower farm where you could go do that and still come back to downtown and experience that in an urbanized setting. But you have the ability to kind of have all these resources at one. So our job really is to kind of be that provider of the information, connect people. Um, and the reason we do that is back to, it's part of what our brand is. It's yeah. part about what we want Caldwell to be. The physical location of that is downtown is because that gets to be your urban experience. But the things that you're not getting when you're out on the adventure trail or when you're not getting when you're going to a winery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's great. No, I think that's exciting what's happening. It's just, it's expanding from the kind of that epicenter you know, that kickoff point and it's, it's getting bigger and better and it seems to be getting bigger and better almost by the, almost by the month. Yeah. Go back. I, you know, we talked about the plaza and we kind of say, well, we have got these other things going on, but there are some exciting things that are coming up Mm -hmm. down there where families from all over this Valley and frankly, all over the region will be down with, you mentioned earlier before we started um, taping about Winter Wonderland coming up, the ice skating. Can you kind of tell us yeah. a little bit more about the next uh, few weeks um, in downtown Caldwell? Absolutely. And we certainly started with, here's the other things coming that are not Plaza. But boy, are we super proud as a community of our showcase of Indian yes. Creek Plaza. Um, coming soon. So next Friday, the 19th, the 19th, 20th, and 21st, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night um, is Winter Wonderland. And it's from 6 to 9 p.m. This actually was a festival that started, as you guys know, with the city of Caldwell. And then as we um, started administering that, we've, we've grown it. Last year was the first day, first year that we did three nights rather than one. That began as a, as a way to try to spread out our crowds and be aware of our public health concerns. At the same time, we've included that because it allowed more people to come in a very much more safe outdoor environment. Mm-hmm. So it's three nights. Um, the city of Caldwell, again, is a partnership. The city of Caldwell, who's who puts up thousands Mm -hmm. of lights through downtown Caldwell, thousands and all along the Creek. So there's such great experiences that there are even some, you know, floating boats on the Creek that are Mm -hmm. all lit up with Santa Claus in it. Um, The mayor just this morning was telling our board of directors that in in the entire country, it ranked like great holiday light displays. And this is including things like New York and LA and, you know, Washington DC and Caldwell was ranked like 26 in the entire country, you know, a town on the side of Caldwell, you know, we're breaking that top 30. That That is super exciting. Yeah. Um, went to Wonderland pending, and I'm knocking on wood, pending that we get some colder weather. It's also when we open officially our ice skating rink. Um, it's an ice ribbon, and then it has kind of a rink section in the middle um, that we will open then. It'll be open all the way through, hopefully about the first or second week in February. Um, but you can come out with your family. It's $10, which includes your skate rentals. Um, so it's a great way to be able to do that um, and be able to experience that. We also transform our stage on the plaza to a true stage lounge. We've got a, a fire fireplace area up there, seating, tables, um, all that happens. So that's going to be super exciting. Winter Wonderland also includes a vendor market. So we'll have some food trucks out here. There's also a lot of local vendors down 7th Street where you can kind of start out your shopping. Um, and then a lot of our downtown businesses this year are also staying open late mm-hmm. those evenings. That's great. So like Oaks Brothers, which I know has been on your podcast, yeah. 
those businesses are going to be staying open those nights. So it's a really great experience to just come down and see what looks different in yeah. downtown Caldwell. That, I, I'm excited. I know we as a family really like yes. doing that and, and, and taking the kids down the ribbon. I have to admit, even though I was part of Destination Caldwell when we when we built it, I've literally never skated on the ribbon. <laughs> um, my favorite place is to go up on the stage, as yes. you describe, and yeah. and watch the kids and uh, have a little hot chocolate and warm up. But it's it's such a great thing. I think parents need to realize that too. Is you bring the kids down there, but there's plenty for you to do mm-hmm. while they're out there skating as well. And I I, I think yeah, that stage they, has been great. Our operations team. Um, and some of our creative folks, we actually just this year added um, a long bar stage along the top oh, of the cool. stage. So it's yes. like a bar. Now we're getting more and more seating, but you can actually sit there and see your kids mm-hmm. right. on the rink, but be able to stay over there. And that's where the heaters are. So um, that's exciting. That being said, John, I do think what I just heard was a challenge that we need to get you on ice skates. Yeah. So Hannah and I will take some video. <laughs> yeah. And in case we need that as a fundraising tool uh-huh. for later in the year. I love that. I, the, I, the problem, yeah. as you probably know, and I feel like this as we get older, when we if if we fall, we don't heal as quickly as when we were little. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's true. So so start slow and we'll make sure you have helmets on. There you go. That's perfect. Safety first. Yeah. I, I do want to mention outside of winter wonderland though, because I know a lot of people say, Oh my gosh, winter wonderland so busy. Then yeah. what? All those Friday nights through the rest of December, we have some sponsors that are still doing Santa Claus over at the train depot. Mm-hmm. So this is a great example of where we're continually to stretch out the festival where it's not all on Plaza. Yeah. So you can go see Santa um, we also are going to be having through November and December and partway into January, Tuesday nights are going to be appreciation nights where we're going to have some discounts for different people that we want to celebrate everything from service workers to teachers, to our first responders, to veterans, um, just to say thank you on those nights and businesses will be participating in that. And then Thursday night, something fun to add is we're going to start doing theme nights. Yes. So those cool. are all listed on the website. So we'll have certain, like there's like going to be a sci-fi night. You can get out your uh, Star Wars costumes to a Disney night. Um, we'll do a Luau night. Mm-hmm. We'll do an ugly sweater night. Um, just a fun way as a family to come down and just say, you know, let's not forget to have fun and enjoy each other. So yeah. that's the kind of programming we're starting to add. Sunday afternoons, we'll be adding also a um, board game time up on the stage. So we're taking cool. some board game donations you know, you don't have to skate. You can go up and, you know, play some games, just get your family out in a nice outdoor atmosphere where it's safe, but we all need that social aspect. So those are other things that are in the works. Can you tell us, do you know the times that the ice skating rink for listeners, um, what times will it be open Monday through Friday or Monday through Sunday? Typically we're going to open at noon and go till 10 PM. We always need to always say people check the website Mm -hmm. because you know, it is an outdoor rink. As much as we do have a system yeah. under there, we got to watch the weather. Um, there are sometimes too that we have some private rentals. We have really limited private rentals this year, both of the stage and the rink, mm-hmm. because we want to make sure that while we want companies to be able to have an opportunity to come and do a Christmas party or something yeah. of that nature, um, we want to make sure that especially during those holiday hours where the kids are out of school, we have blackout dates. We won't have any rentals. Mm-hmm. And that's because we really want to make sure with the limited ability that families and kids have to go out and do things you know, let's make sure that this is one of the places they can do it. So always check the website, but that's typically what the hours are. We also don't typically do skating sessions unless we just get really busy. So sometimes on Fridays and Saturdays, we will limit to an hour skate session. Mm -hmm. So if somebody shows up and it's seven o'clock and the rink's full, we count those. We may say your session starts at eight. So we kind of manage those on the fly rather than trying to too much structure that because we want to give people as much time as possible. 
You know, we've talked a little bit about safety, um, jokingly and otherwise, but I, I think one of the great things that has happened with the plaza, especially over the last two years with the, the COVID outbreak, is that it has continued to be a place that a lot of families feel they can they can bring their children and they're safe, right? They're Absolutely. outside. You guys are taking precautions. Um, for, for those of our listeners who might still be a little bit apprehensive mm-hmm. about getting out there, and we know there are still people who are uncomfortable being in social settings right now, give, give us some reassurance that, that the plaza and these activities down there are, are safe and they're, and they're going to be great and um, enjoyed by the family. What are we doing down yeah. there? Well, thank you for the question. So I think, first of all, we have to recognize that it is outside. We've mentioned that a few times, but we know from public health that the more you can be in an outdoor environment, especially when it's cold, frankly, um, it's a safer place to be. The other thing is, is it's a large area. Mm -hmm. So we still encourage people to social distance, you know, make sure you're social distancing, not within your group. People can spread out. There's lots of places to be and sit and do where you're not on top of each other, even in the rink. We do sanitize our rinks between those sessions. Um, we make sure that we're sanitizing hands, uh, like the handles quite a bit, even the stage we've reconfigured the stage so that it's more spread out and people aren't necessarily all sitting in one area. So there's lots of opportunities to do that. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing I would really mention, and this goes back to, um, winter wonderland and other events is we're continuing to spread out things through downtown. So even though the, even though the plaza is all open air and it's all open, the continuing things we're going to be able to do is say, gosh, go experience the rest of downtown, get out and walk, right? From not only just a public health safety, but we need to remember too, that downtown Caldwell is very different than it was. I would say, again, remember I grew yes. up in Meridian. So very different than it was a year that I won't mention. Um, <laughs> downtown is well lit. There's lots of eyes on the street. There's lots of eyes in businesses. Our business fronts are filling up. You can feel very comfortable that you can come and stroll throughout downtown and feel like it's an entirely winter experience. Yeah. And that's the awesome part that what you said about the lights is those are all along the creek. Yes, they're so you know, beautiful. As much as I want people to come and experience ice skating and enjoy the plaza downtown, I want you to come and enjoy everything downtown has to offer. So enjoy some time ice skating, but if it feels too busy, take a walk and come back and enjoy us when it starts to fill out a little bit. So there's lots of opportunities over the next few weeks to be able to do all of those things. It sounds like there's some other opportunities coming up shortly with new openings on the plaza and perhaps a big building that's going to be built right across from where you're sitting right now. Sabrina, can you tell us a little bit about those projects? Yeah. So first of all, on the 19th, which is at Winter Wonderland, Paddle Up Pokey is going to do their grand opening. The Still Ice Cream Shop is also going to be opening that weekend. And then about two weeks later, we're going to have White Dog Brewing, which is actually on the back side of the plaza. They've got a cool little patio over there along the creek side they'll be opening. Mm -hmm. Um, Longer term out, there's actually still two big buildings on the plaza that are currently being remodeled. So when we have this conversation in a year, I would hope to be able to tell you even more about some restaurants that are going in there. Mm -hmm. You referenced the big space. Everyone here calls it the dirt lot. (laughs) Um, The dirt lot uh, is going to have a groundbreaking next month um, for a big multi-use purpose. So it's gonna have Mm -hmm. apartments, over 120 units, retail, and then a second phase later on that is gonna have a boutique hotel that they're procuring. So we'll still have the majority of, again, the dirt lot to park in during winter wonderland and holiday season. They'll really get going on construction next spring. Again, we'll be having a different conversation of all the things that they're gonna be bringing in with that in about a year from now. Um, There's another right down from that, the next lot over, Urban Renewal is currently working with another company 
um, where currently is the Bennett machine shop. And there's a, there's an empty lot there. That will be a building next year too. That will be a retail restaurant combination. So super exciting. Come down and you see those now and then wait for the next two years. It's going to be even larger. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me think about as I'm looking down at your website, you've one of the banners you have is, is building community, right? Mm-hmm. And that's part of what Destination Cobble does. And you just, mm-hmm. within a matter of years, it's it's really breathtaking speed, the way that that area has been transformed. And it's not by accident, right? right. It's because a group of uh, business owners and community leaders wanted to get together and help drive this. It's because Mayor Nancolas and the city council and the vision that Mayor Nancolas had for making this a special place and uncovering the creek, right? It's it's all these decisions, one after another, private working with public, and that's how this gets done. I think it's just it's just an excellent example about how the community can come together and um, build something very special. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, even I mean, both of you deserve some of the credit with that too. I mean people who've been involved in the community a long amount of time, including council leadership and our private business leaderships, those are people that are still very invested in that. So that's Mm -hmm. super exciting. I was just looking at our numbers, you know, just for the events that we sponsored ourselves from, you know, really this is talking about like April through November, the events themselves were estimating over 50,000 people came down and that's, that's not counting winter wonderland and that's not counting just, we had 130 days of splash pads being open for the kids, mm, cool. right? So those numbers are all on top of that. And then we look at about another, you know, I would say close to another 50 to 60,000 just ice skaters during the skating season, plus everybody that comes with them. Yeah. So those numbers are really starting to be exponential and exciting of, of what we can achieve together. I know you both know, but a good example of where it's involved in the plaza, but it's broader is this was the first year we had called Bam Jam which was that three on three basketball tournament, which I know some of your listeners are in Boise, but I'm going to share the fact that I'm super pleased that we stole it from Boise. Um, that was handed right. in downtown Boise before and sure. we've debriefed it. And, you know, they loved the experience in Caldwell, mm. everybody from kids all the way up to adults. You know, we took over four or five streets within downtown and people just got to experience how fun it was and, and get to know what Caldwell is. And it was all about basketball tournaments. Yeah. So yeah. those kind of things are super fun. We just had trunk or treat, um, oh that Homes gosh. Idaho sponsored. Huge. Again, nobody was expecting no. that kind of people. So we've already talked with Trunk or Treat and with Homes of Idaho, like, well, what do we want to do next year? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's exciting. That's, yeah. it's, it's, it's super. And I think, you know, from a business perspective and from a chamber perspective, that number that you just rattled off of 50,000 people, that is, those people aren't just staying on the plaza. Mm-hmm. Those people right. are going, as you mentioned, they're going around, they're trunk or treating, they're going around to the businesses in that, in those, around those square blocks. That's 50,000 people that would have never come to downtown Caldwell to visit. And right. so if I'm a business owner and I'm a block or two away, I got to also be very pleased about what's, what's happening and the amount of traffic that's getting drived right down to the heart of our community. There's some, there's some really cool things that are going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I think what that allows too is an opportunity for what comes next. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we hear that we're challenged with a lot is parking downtown. I would say we're transitioning from a downtown where you think of it more as where you're parking right in front of a business. You're going into that business, you're coming out, you're getting back in your car. That's not really what we're looking for long term. What we have to get more comfortable with and have to make sure that we have the amenities with both what our streets look like, what our lighting is, what our parking is, is that I'm okay. And I like the fact that I can park three blocks away. I have a safe, enjoyable, interesting walk 
I just walked past by 10 businesses that I mm-hmm. hadn't thought about right. to get to my destination. Yeah. And then I get a walk back the same way, which that means is I may not have intended to stop at those other businesses, but I'm like, Ooh, that looks interesting. Yeah. So now no longer is it a one stop. I come, I go. It's I now got to experience a whole bunch of things that either now or later, I'm going to come back and see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So destination Caldwell board is investing some of the funds that we have from our investors, from our downtown business association and our sponsors to be able to come up with a wayfinding and parking signage plan. So it's much clearer when we start implementing it of when I get off the freeway or I come in Blaine or Cleveland, where do I park? You know, do I know where I park? Because mm-hmm. there's actually a lot more public spaces than people realize. Absolutely. And then how do I get to where I'm going? Both in terms of like a business um, list, so we know where people are, but also just amenities. If I park three blocks away and I'm new to the community, I might not know exactly where the plaza is. Mm-hmm. You know, I might not know there's a cool train depot or what a fun little pocket park that I can go rest in. Um, so those are things that we get to continue to do together, both with Destination Caldwell and the city, is how do we invest in that kind of public space, both with signage and amenities? And then it starts changing the culture around what am I willing to do and park and walk, as well as just the health aspects of it's better for people to walk and experience things. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what next, I guess I kind of took the question before you got there, but that's that's the what next. And it's the um, irony. I love that Sabrina, because it's the irony of those of the businesses, you know, at first glance, you, you want to say, well, I want that parking stall. I want those three parking stalls right in front of my business still. Right. And that's the most important thing. And those are still important. But I think you point out that as you do go to these other lots that we're building two or three blocks away. There's another one being built over by Carpenter Screen mm-hmm. Printing across the railroad tracks. And there's right. a lot of parking that you mentioned behind Indian Creek Steakhouse and behind the movie theater, right? That, right. that people just aren't aware of. But that foot traffic by these businesses is actually really good for business. Right. Well, I would encourage you and think about all the listeners. Think about places when you go and visit. And my recent experience was in Bend. Um, we met my sister and brother-in-law in Bend and we stayed outside of town a bit at an Airbnb. And we were going to go downtown and have dinner for her birthday. Well, we knew where the dinner place was. Our, our GPS told us where it was. Well, we had to park about four blocks away. Mm-hmm. And our first reaction was, oh my gosh, this is so far away. Well, as we started walking and talking and looking around, yeah. all of a sudden we looked up and we were in front of the restaurant. Yeah. Right. Right. And in the meantime, you know, my husband probably doesn't think this is as good an idea as I did, but I'm thinking, here's the three places that I want to come yes. back tomorrow. Go shopping. Right. We we have to go shop this cool little yarn yeah. store. And oh my gosh, did you notice it at this time it was getting about dusk? The twinkling lights in the trees just came on. Mm-hmm. And then we stopped and we said, Oh my gosh, look at this cool public art sculpture that we took pictures by. Yeah. So then the next morning when we got up, we're looking through our pictures and we're thinking, oh yeah, we gotta go back downtown. Remember those stores that we went to dinner and we didn't have time to go to. What ended up happening is for the next two days, we spent part of our day downtown Bend, which was never our intention. Yeah. Um, so it's just an interesting thing that we all do it when we're tourists, yet we have to remember, think about like being a mm-hmm. tourist in your own town. Yeah. Right? We want to just change that experience so that whether you live here or you're visiting, it's always a new experience and it's it's part of the ride, yeah. right? We get joy in, in that experience. Yeah, and that's what I love too, I think, like you're talking about the the experience. I remember we interviewed um, Stephen Jenkins, who is our mm-hmm. economic developer. Um, you know, he was talking about how, you know, through COVID, we've all just gotten used to shopping on Amazon, right? And just getting those boxes every day. And, but yet yeah, people are still hungry for that connection, hungry for that experience. And that is what 
um, you guys, along with the city, have been able to to, uh, to build is this experience and a way for people to get out of their homes and experience, you know, new shopping, new um, business owners, and be able to feel that they are truly a part of this community instead of just another person in a house shopping. Um, and like you said, it and people want those experiences now. They want to know that they um, are giving back to the community, you know, and and um, being connected to those business owners too. And that has, that is what we have seen too, is just that, um, that opportunity for this community to be connected in so many different ways. So it's, it's very, very exciting. Well, Hannah, I think you nailed it. And when you think, when I, I've said a couple of times what our brand is, right? I said our brand is about heritage and tourism mm-hmm. and local. The brand part of that matters because it's who we are at the heart of our community, right? We are going to be different. And in a society where everything's instant and I can order it on Amazon and get it a day mm-hmm. later, I might not go down to the store because I know I don't have to go through all that. I can just get it. Yeah. What we want to have is thinking about experiential, both experience retail, experience restaurants, experience just place to be. Mm-hmm. When you put those things together, we're human and we want those connections. Yep. And again, back to you know where I started of when we moved back to this community and why I feel blessed that we get to do, you know, this hard but such rewarding work for the public. Mm-hmm. It's because it doesn't matter if I'm brand new to Caldwell, I'm from another community, or if I've lived here for 20 years, you feel welcome here. You yeah. feel like if somebody sees you on the street, they're still gonna say hello to you. Yeah. If you walk into a store you've never been in there. I can tell you almost every restaurant or business I can think of, you go in, you're going to leave feeling like that's somebody who really cared about what you were doing. Right. You don't get that from ordering. And I spend plenty <laughs> of money on Amazon, yes. but you're not going to get that from ordering on Amazon, yeah. right? You're yeah. not going to get that from going through a self-checkout. Like we're starting to see it a lot of big boxes. Mm-hmm. We, we care deeply. And I know you guys do because it's about who you are. We care deeply that that those things matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not so much that you're going to go and maybe you're spending $5 more to buy something at a local business, but you're spending it because you care about the people. Yep. So we just have yeah. to keep bringing it back to that. Exactly. Yeah, it's all it, a good point. It, it's all relational, isn't it? Mm-hmm. and I think that's what yep. that's what's so great about the plaza is. It, uh, we used to call it the you know the living room of the community. I don't know if, if that's still something you guys are throwing around, but I'm I'm, I'm bringing it back. It's on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> but it I mean it is, and that's what so, what makes it so special. And I know Sabrina, you're gonna you're gonna see the McGee kids down there before too long with their ice skates on and. And we're excited about the, yes. win- the winter season yeah. down there. And, you know, as just members of the community, we're so grateful for your leadership and how yes. you are continuing to move that ball forward and continuing to improve uh, Destination Caldwell and the things that are going on uh, both in downtown and then on the Ag, Ag Venture Trail. And so thanks for what you're doing. We're, yes. we're, we're yeah. really grateful. Yeah. Well, thank you. Those are kind words. I, I would, I guess, turn it and say, Thanks for the opportunity. I mean, the more we get to keep telling our story and talking mm-hmm. about this super unique partnership between a nonprofit and business leaders and then the city of Caldwell, that's how that's going to continue. Yep. You know, we, we have to make sure we celebrate that and always be open to how we do our next steps. We're not going to, you know, we have a lot of fundraising to do. We have a lot of community partnerships that we have to do to keep mm-hmm. this going. We have to make sure that we keep that sense of urgency that now that we have it built, how do we continue to grow what that means to us? Um, and I think that's something that you guys can help us do. You know, Honda, you've had experiences either with our Ag Venture Trail. Of, it's mm-hmm. not just downtown. Yeah. You know, part of that local experience is we want people to be able to say, you can go out and experience a Lakeview fruit stand and get all sorts of local things, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Of which a lot of those same locals are the ones who are supplying ingredients to our restaurants downtown. Yeah. Yes. Right. So we have to continue to talk about how those connections are made. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's awesome. great. That's awesome. Um, for anybody who wants to know what the schedule looks like for the ice skating rink and winter in Wonderland, where is the best um, place for them to go find you? Um, sure. And we'll also link those in our show notes too. Absolutely. So the best place is indiancreekplaza.com. Also, um, we have a very strong social media presence. So I would definitely say follow on Facebook, Instagram. I sound like a, a, a remarking Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, but follow the social media, both for Indian Creek Plaza. And then we do also through destinationcaldwell.com and the same social media platforms. We really focus on those talking more about the Sunny Slope Wine Trail and Ag Venture and mm-hmm. other downtown things. So both are great. They're always cross-linked. Um, if you get signed up on one, you'll get information about others. Yep. Um, but those are really the best places because that information changes so quickly. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sabrina. It's so nice to chat with you. Yeah, it's thank been great. Thank you, and it's I appreciate great, it. My uh, last plea is for all of your listeners, please start sending your prayers up for cold weather, yes. not rain. Yes. Um, it has been a very warm year this year. The last two years, we were lucky that we actually got to get the rink up and going before Winter Wonderland. The year prior, our first year that opened, Winter Wonderland was our opening day because mm-hmm. it was warmer. Um, it's it's a challenge. We got to build ice next week, and we don't have a lot of uh, wiggle room. Yeah. So everybody pray for that cold yes. weather, no rain. Um, we need we're ready for winter. What's the temperature that the um, it needs to be outside in order to make ice? Do you know? Yeah, we really the compressors get very challenged if it's above fifty. Okay. So um, we like to have it be below 50. They're running now, but they keep turning themselves off because, oh, as you know, it was above 60 the last few days. Mm-hmm. So that's why we keep pushing it out. Um, obviously, the temperatures dip down at night, so we can actually have more time at night to build the ice. But to maintain that ice during this like build ice mm-hmm. period, we really need it to be cooler. So if you're okay. going to make a very specific require, request yes. to God... Below 50 is what we would specifically request for. Okay. Right, You've heard it from that. the boss. It's a very specific prayer request <laughs> yes, from Sabrina. Yes, yes. Pray for below, below 50. 50. The colder, the better. Okay. We got it. Very We're on it. it. Awesome. Thank you. That, that was my one intent today is to get a big prayer okay. group here going about below 50. You got, got it. some good, good interceders here. So All thanks right. again so much. You guys have a great day and thanks for listening again. Bye, Sabrina. Thanks, okay, Sabrina. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the iHeart2C podcast. Do you know someone or something that we should highlight? Would you like to get the word out about your business? Send us a message at podcast at iheart2c.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at iheart2c. If you like the podcast and are listening on Apple, make sure to leave a review. Until next time, keep it local and keep supporting Canyon County.